0: Welcome, you are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, overexercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain. So you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody. Ah, I'm so excited to be here and spread my message to the world and help more women improve their relationship with food and end binge eating It sometimes feels so weird to be at this place right now hosting my own podcast on binge eating because I remember just a few short years ago struggling so badly with an unhealthy relationship with food and I just thought that I would be stuck in the vicious diet binge restrict cycle forever and that there was no way out. So I am so grateful to be here and help you ladies conquer your own struggles with food as well. And what I wanted to chat about in our very first podcast episode is how I got to this place of complete freedom with food. So let's take it back. Many, many years ago, I got involved in the dance world starting at a very young age of seven years old. And by the age of 10, I was dancing competitively. There was just something about dance that made me feel so joyful, so at peace. I really just loved being able to move my body. And honestly, as a kid, I had so much energy. People used to call me the energizer bunny because I had loads of energy But I was very active growing up, spending hours at the dance studio Monday through Sunday, dancing my little heart away. And the one negative thing about the dance world was that there was this image, this vision of what a dancer should look like in terms of their physical appearance And at the age of 13, I was already thinking that my body didn't look good enough as a dancer because I didn't meet the quote-unquote ideal body as a dancer. I remember there was this one dancer who was the same age as me, but she was one level higher, who I adored so much. Her long legs, her thin stomach, her long hair, I really just wanted to look like her and dance like her and as sad as it was all of the dancers who were thin were always front and center and they were always the ones get who got chosen to get spun around and lifted up by the guys in dance in partner dancing and growing up I wasn't overweight by any means but I wasn't a tiny little kid either I (laughs) loved my chocolate like really loved my chocolate and all the sweets and all the sugar and my body didn't really look like the rest of the dancers. But what got me to feel absolutely horrible about the way that I looked was a comment from one of the other dancers that that girl that I looked up to had called me fat. And I remember hearing this from one of my really good friends at the time, and my whole body went numb. I was 13 at the time, and I honestly had no idea what I needed to do to not be seen as fat anymore. I remember that night, it was parent-teacher interviews, and my mom was actually a teacher, so she had her own student interviews to attend, so I went to mine with my dad. I don't even recall eating dinner that night because I started to become so paranoid about my weight and what I needed to start eating so that I could not be so fat. The next day, I remember packing my lunch full with fruits and vegetables and all these healthy snacks. I was so determined to be in a smaller body. That one comment of you look fat was really the start of my food and body obsession. From that point on, I was always on some type of diet, whether I was following a meal plan, tracking macros, counting calories, doing keto, intermittent fasting, only eating certain foods, removing certain foods out of my diet, I was always following a plan that left me feeling really restricted. And with every new diet came this burst of excitement and motivation to do well and not mess up. And being a dancer, I was always very disciplined and I am a recovering perfectionist, so everything needed to be perfect when I was planning out my meals for the week. If I was on a meal plan, I would make sure that I followed it to a T, and if I was counting calories, I made sure that every almond counted. Literally every single almond was accounted for. And for the most part, I was very good with sticking to my, f- my food plan very strictly, that was always kind of the the type of person that I was. If I was in on something, I would be all in. And that was really great until the cravings would kick in. And I was an all or nothing person. So if I had just a small bite of something sweet, I would automatically think to myself that I already messed up on my diet and well, I'll just continue to eat all the foods off my plan, and then tomorrow I will do better and I'll get back on track. (laughs) Maybe you are familiar with the all or nothing mentality, but that was something that I really struggled with. There was no balance in my diet whatsoever. I was either restricting severely or I would be binging. I remember having food on my mind all the time. From the moment I woke up, I would start thinking about what I would eat for breakfast, and as soon as I finished up breakfast, I would be thinking about when my next meal would be, and all day long, food just consumed so much of my mind. I would be stressing out about the calories and the macros and the carbs and how much fat was in each food, and there was so much anxiety every single day about what I was going to eat. I remember going out to dinner and most of the times choosing to not eat because I was literally so fearful of messing up my diet. Sometimes I would bring my own food and sometimes I would eat before I went out. I remember actually going to a wedding once and bringing my own food I think, uh, I think I've done it all. I went to showers, baptisms, parties, weddings, and I always brought my own food. And it was always so awkward because people thought I was crazy. And I would get asked 9 million questions about why I wasn't eating what everyone else was eating. But this just became my norm. I had so much anxiety around food and the thought of eating out and not having a clue what was inside my food was terrifying. And I had no choice but to eat my own food or sometimes I would just starve myself until I actually got home and I could eat the food that I prepped. The truth was I really enjoyed my healthy meals and I I hear this a lot from women all the time that they really enjoy eating healthy because it makes them feel good. And that was always the same with me. And it still is the same case with me right now. I feel great. I feel so amazing when I choose healthy, nutritious foods. But back then, I would get so many comments from people saying how you know disciplined and motivated I was with my diet. And yes, from the outside in, it looked like I had everything together but behind closed doors I when I would get home from you know not eating at parties or when I was out with my friends I'd come home and I would eat so much food in secret and of course I would be eating all the foods that I restricted myself from because I was so deprived. It felt like this out-of-body experience when I was eating because I knew what I was doing with food was wrong and unhealthy to be eating so much, but it felt like I didn't have control. It really felt like somebody took over my body and I entered into autopilot mode. And this was a cycle that went on many times and I just believe that There was something wrong with me that I would never be able to stick with my diet. You know, I thought I lacked willpower and motivation. And if I just said no to all of my favorite foods and just stuck with the plan, then I'd be fine. But that was never the case. In my head, I kept thinking that maybe there was the right diet out there for me. And if I just found the perfect diet, then I would be consistent. So, instead of a meal plan, I transitioned to tracking calories and macros, which felt way more freeing, but it was also really exhausting having to type everything into my fitness pal. And even with this, I was still overeating and sneaking foods into my diet without tracking them. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like a hot mess. So, I transitioned into keto and intermittent fasting because I just thought it would be easier. But honestly, nothing seemed to work. Nothing was, nothing, I was never able to stick with anything. Let's put it that way. So I had this wild idea that if I just hired a coach and they held me accountable to a strict diet plan, then there was no way that I would fall off track. (laughs) I mean, I thought it would be easier to be held accountable with somebody else than myself, but yeah, that did not work for me either. The plans that were given to me made me feel like I was eating like a bird. I remember the portions being so small that it forced me to eat off plan because I was too hungry throughout the day, and it was frustrating because every week I felt like I was restarting, and every time I fell off my diet, it was coupled with so much guilt and shame followed by fear and anxiety of gaining weight. That was another thing. I was obsessed with the number on the scale. I would weigh myself every single morning and track it in the notes section of my phone. And if the number on the scale went up, my entire day would be ruined. I would think back on you know what I ate that could have potentially caused the scale number to go up and start obsessing over it. Now, on the flip side, if the weight went down even by a 0.1% I would be so happy. It was insane. And that number on the scale really dictated how the rest of my day went. I was also taking progress photos every single week. So, every morning, usually on a Friday or a Saturday, I would put on my bathing suit and I would take photos before I ate anything because that's when I felt like I looked my best in the morning. And I would compare these photos from the past week. And if I didn't see a change, then there I went. Start, I would start blaming myself for not being able to stick to my plan. And I really got to a point after doing all these things where I was so desperate to reach my weight goal and being in a smaller body that I ended up entering in a bikini bodybuilding competition, and hired a competitive coach. So I thought this was it. I'm going to hire the best of the best, and they're going to get me shredded. (laughs) My food plan consisted of asparagus and tempeh for six meals. Oh, and there was like 12 almonds at a few of the meals. LOL. (laughs) LOL. I was trying to be vegan at the time. I was young, I think I was 18 years old. So I didn't really know what the heck and Bob I was doing, but that's what my plan entailed. And again, I just thought this was normal. I thought this is what it took to get to my goal. So I would eat my meals, but then I would scroll on Instagram under the hashtag food porn and just fantasize about all of the foods that I would be able to eat after this 12-week prep. So fast forward to two bodybuilding competitions later. Yes, I did get leaner, but I never felt like I looked good enough. No matter how small I got, I was very insecure in my own skin and... Food and my weight were still something that I obsessed over, even more so now than ever. And at the time, I had no idea how obsessive this was. Again, I thought this was normal, spending so much time worrying about what my body looked like and how many calories I consumed. I thought everyone did this. You know, my coaches would get upset at me if I had more cheat meals than planned and that just created such a negative association with certain foods in my head and I began labeling foods as good versus bad and I was just so hard on myself. You know, I had coaches and and people tell me that what I was doing was required to get to my goal. I didn't have anybody tell me that what I was doing was unhealthy and I didn't know better. I didn't know that there was a better way, so I just followed what these coaches said and just kind of hoped for the best. But in all honesty, even years later when I realized that it was unhealthy to restrict foods from my diet and be so obsessed with food and my weight, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see what the real problem was because I was so safe being on a diet. I got to a point where I didn't care if I was hurting my metabolism being on such low calories. I didn't care that I was overtraining when I would exercise seven days a week and do cardio for hours. I didn't care that I would binge and feel like crap and then just go back to my diet the next day. My health journey, which was once fueled by being healthy and taking care of myself, turned into not caring about my health at all, sadly. And it became all about looks and nothing about how I felt. And I felt horrible every day. I had no energy to do anything. I would get my workouts in and nap for about three hours for the rest of the day. So this went on for about 10 years and my binge eating progressively gotten worse and worse over the years. And for the first few years where I was binge eating, I didn't even know I was a binge eater. I remember just telling my mom how out of control I felt and how full I was every time I ate. But I soon realized that this was a very unhealthy way of eating. And I was so terrified to get help because there's just so much shame that was associated with binging and I would always do it in secret. So nobody really knew. I felt broken. Like I felt so hopeless. I went to see a naturopath. I saw a dietitian. I hired coaches. Like I mentioned, I went to my doctor and actually stirred up the courage to share that, I was feeling out of control with food and binge eating. I saw a therapist and nothing worked. So that was just so much evidence to prove to me that this was my new reality. That I would just need to accept the fact that I would struggle with food for the rest of my life. But you know, struggling for 10 years, I got to a point where I was just so sick and tired of being stuck in these dieting cycles I was actually a a personal trainer at the time and I was going to train clients after I just binged and I felt like such a fraud. I would be saying no to dinner dates with my boyfriend because I binged right before he asked me. I felt like a zombie throughout the day. I had no focus. I couldn't be productive with anything because I would just be thinking about food all day long. So I was tired. I really was tired of living this way and I knew that I needed a new approach. And as skeptical as I was and how crazy I felt around food, I knew that there were answers out there for me. So instead of blaming myself for not being able to stick to a diet, I started learning more about intuitive eating. So I started listening to a bunch of podcasts, followed some people on Instagram, and I was like, ooh la la, like this sounds amazing. It almost sounds too good to be true. Like I could eat what I want and not feel guilty? (laughs) Yeah, right. Like it seemed way too easy, but I was like, okay, I'm willing to try anything, so I'm gonna give this a shot. And it wasn't until... I was, I believe, on my fourth or fifth time reattempting to do intuitive eating, where I stuck with it. The first few times were so scary. The thought of eating what I wanted was confusing. I was so used to being told what I needed to eat and when I needed to eat that I felt like a little lost puppy. <laughs> was I hungry? Uh, am I full? Like, what should I eat? I, I don't even know what I should be eating at this point. And it was frustrating at first because all I wanted was carbs and sugar and chocolate. And I thought to myself, there was no way, like no possible way that I could eat keep eating this way. I thought I would gain all this weight and that's why I reverted back to diets for the 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 first three to four times starting intuitive eating because I had no self trust with food. So I actually decided to hire a coach, another coach yet again, (laughs) who specialized in binge eating. And I started to understand the power of our brains and how I created a deeply ingrained habit in my brain. And how these neural pathways in my brain caused me to binge and feel out of control with food. I also learned a lot more about self-trust and intuitive eating. And this gave me so much hope that there was nothing wrong with me. And I just needed to rewire my brain so that I can get out of these self-sabotaging behaviors with food. Now, this was not magical. Even after I learned the tools, I still struggled. Healing your relationship with food is not linear. I had many days where I binged even more. I had days where I was binge free. I had days where body image struggles were the worst that they ever were. And I had many days where I just wanted to to say, screw this intuitive eating and self-love crap. Like I'm going back on my diet. But being surrounded by other women who were going through the same process as me, I realized I wasn't alone and I needed to keep fighting for myself and my healing because I deserved it. So I spent about a year and a half on this journey to find freedom with food and I did conquer the struggle completely. I no longer even feel the impulse to binge. And I eat in a way that makes me feel so good. And let me tell you, life is so much better. Since healing my relationship with food, I have started a few businesses. I've been able to go on spontaneous date nights with my now fiance. I've been able to create more memories with my loved ones and actually be fully present with them. And this exact process that I use to heal my relationship with food and end my binge eating is what we now teach our ladies in the Ditch Jacket Diets Academy. We teach our clients how to get to the root and rewire our brains so that we no longer even feel that impulse to binge. Now, I want to say if you're listening to this right now and you're like, yeah, that's cool, Lorna but there's no way I could heal because I've struggled for longer or my situation is worse or whatever the case may be. I promise you I am no special unicorn and you're not either. I was so skeptical, so, so, so skeptical. I thought nothing would work for me, but I promise you that there is a way out and you're going to be so glad that you pursued healing your relationship with food because it really is possible for you too. I am so proud of myself still to this date for reaching out for support and getting the help that I needed because I was at my last rope. So please don't give up. I am so excited to bring to you more tools to be able to help you get to a place of food freedom and no longer binge eat. So Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Lorna underscore Perozo. That is L-O-R-N-A underscore P-E-R-O-Z-Z-O and send me a message. Let me know what topics you want me to cover and thank you so much for listening. Please don't give up. Keep fighting and I'm so excited for your freedom. Oh,